Hey, what's going on, guys? My name is Antonio Rivera, and today we are sitting here in my room, my living room, and this is my first ever podcast. Some people might think I'm an intro, and I do appreciate that. But this podcast is basically just me talking about my life as I go through the motions of my day. Uh, I'm not going to say I'm the most interesting individual in the world, but I do feel like I have a lot of things in common with a lot of different people. For starters, let's get to know me. 26-year-old, Puerto Rican-Mexican, coming from Chicago. I have two children. I have a three, soon-to-be four-year-old, and an 11-month-year-old, soon-to-be one, two more months. (laughs) Um, One month, as you see, my math is also off. I am a retail worker. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I am a retail worker. A lot of this podcast will have retail blues. Maybe I should name it Retail Blues because... Quite frankly, anyone who works in retail suffers from retail blues. So maybe I'll name this podcast Retail Blues, but I do work in retail. I work in Costco Wholesale. A lot of people believe we are the number one company in the world. I am here to tell you otherwise eventually. Now, for two kids, I got a a three-year-old about to be four. I got an 11-month-year-old about to be one. I got two pets. I'm sorry, I have two dogs and one cat. Three pets in total. I make music. I watch wrestling. I play video games, PlayStation 4. Very up to date currently with everything in the world. So we're going to stop this podcast real quick for a quick listen, seeing how this is my first one. Coffee. It's a must for me, man. It's a must for most parents out there these days. But on my mind lately, it's been what exactly... Why exactly are we all okay with being addicted to caffeine, right? We have a problem with every single drug across the world, but when it comes down to caffeine, every single morning we go straight to our coffee maker and get our dose. But if somebody were to go straight into the drug dealer in the morning and get their little dose of heroin, crack, coke, whatever the case may be, it's, it's ugly. It's not good, but here we are. We can go pick up a coffee pot at Walmart. You can pick up coffee anywhere you go, Walgreens. Hell, they got coffee shops. They don't got no weed shops anywhere where you just pull up and get a blunt when you need it, right? Yet, there's a good idea. Weed 24-7 like McDonald's. Call it Weed Donald's. And we'd go over there and we would get ourselves some pre-rolls. That's what we would do at Weed Donald's. Bet you the line would be fucking longer than McDonald's line. So there's an interesting thought out of my mind at the moment. Now, let's talk about retail. So I guess I'll jump in with my retail story. I've been working at Costco now for about, going on six years. And a lot of people say, you know, once you hit that fifth year in Costco, you're hitting the peak and you should be topping out as far as price goes for what you should be making per hour. I'm nowhere near that, guys. I've been part-time at Costco for the past six years. Let me tell you the fucking politics that you have to deal with in that fucking hellhole. It is outrageous. They have a rule book that they themselves don't even go by. You can call a corporate on them and they're going to fix themselves for a little bit, but then go right back to the same shit. It has been a hellhole in that place. Unless you're fucking somebody or you are related to somebody, there is a very slim chance of you getting up there. You literally have to either be sucking somebody's asshole or you have to be related to somebody to be pushed in that building that I am in. I don't know about the company. I had a lot of friends who leave the company. Or not the company, but leave the the warehouse and end up going to different warehouses and thriving in the company. 
I'm not in their warehouses. I don't know if they've turned into those ass lickers. But regardless of the situation, in my warehouse, it is a shit show. A holy fucking shit show. I mean, they lock bathroom doors, guys. That's how serious this gets. They deny us the right to use the restroom. They force us to go into the one restroom where they can keep all their eyes on us. See, there's over a hundred. We, we, we employ about 198 employees. We would give or take an average of like 60, 70 employees at a time in that store. And the issue that I have with that is how do they expect three stalls, three urinals to be enough for us to use the restroom when we have over 146 people walking in that door an hour that aren't workers? So we're supposed to share this bathroom with, give or take, 200-some-odd people, and we're supposed to be okay with that. Yeah, they have a family bathroom, but you know what? People are often in there changing their children, as it should be utilized for. But the bathroom that they lock is the one that's separated from the public. It's back in the receiving area. Only employees are allowed in the receiving area. And they lock that one, so most of the time it's the employee bathroom. But what really grinds my gears in my family, I voice, is... I witnessed them so many times lock the employee bathroom door and receiving, and then when a driver comes, unlock it. Don't get me wrong. I want everybody to be able to utilize the bathroom whenever they need to, but that's the point. We should be allowed to utilize that bathroom before a driver from another company comes, right? See, Costco has five mission statements that they like to abide by. Number one is obey the law. Number two is respect our members. Number three is respect our employees. Number four is respect our vendors. And number five, if we do all four of our mission statements correctly, we will reward our shareholders. So those are our five mission statements right there. And right away, I can tell you, we're failing at two of those. Number one, obeying the law. OSHA law, and that, that's where uh, OSHA is uh, law for Illinois. I'm not too sure if it's everywhere else, but it, it is law in Illinois as far as the work environment. They help set the laws and what can and cannot happen in the workplace as far as across the board type thing not just the store policy but just if you're going to have a store in Illinois you have to follow the OSHA policies so in OSHA policy it does state that they should not be able to do things like that we should be allowed to use the bathroom in a timely manner where it will not affect our day-to-day business and number two is they should apply they should supply enough bathrooms for the amount of employees in the warehouse I've, man, I have called them out on this time in and time out again. I've went and I have asked them to unlock the bathroom doors. I've brought to their attention how it's against OSHA policy. All I get is the finger game. This manager says it could be that manager says it could be this manager says it could be that manager. I've called corporate on them. My district manager talked to my GM. I had a conversation with my GM and my assistant GM. And somewhere down the line, I I think corporate and my GM might have did their part because corporate did their part in talking to my GM, telling him, hey, there's a problem. They pulled me in the office. We talked about it. He said he would get with the GM, which was already there, but they said they would talk about it more. And the GM said he would get with everybody else on the floor, the assistant GM. So in, in my in my honest opinion, I think maybe the issue lies in the chain of command. There are a couple people there who might not like me. Maybe there's a couple people there who just don't take what we say seriously. But that's a whole nother story for a whole nother time. But going back, I got a little off track. I just wanted to vent out a little bit about that bathroom situation because, quite frankly, it's inhumane. It's it's incredibly controlling. Incredibly controlling. And it's something that I've brought to their intention that they cannot be that controlling over us. 
it's outrageous. So anyway, six years in the company, guys. I'm a merchant, so I work on the floor. When you work on the floor, you're probably going to end up doing every single thing in the building. You're going to end up doing the cashier. You're going to end up pushing carts. You'll end up at gas station. You'll end up over in the food court. I am often in deli, bakery, and the meat department. I mean, you do everything. And then at the end of the night, once you finish doing everything and taking care of the floor, you then have to go back and stock the floor while the other employees get to come and just do go-backs and then go home and clean and sweep the front where the cashiers are. That, that, that's about it. The other employees in there, are, they, they clean up their departments. That's it. They play clean up. We play clean up all day. And then we stock. So those are the kind of things that we deal with in that place. But six years in there, and, and I've gone from just two different positions. That's morning merch to night merch. So I used to work in the mornings, and I had an issue there. So I had to leave and work into the nights. I've been on nights for about three years now, and it's been maybe about three and a half, but it's been fairly okay, you know, nights are definitely better than mornings, um, but you know, you, you definitely do a lot at night that I didn't consider that you would get done at night like that. I didn't realize how wild it is to run a, a business like Costco, to be in the day-to-day -day of it, to be in the, uh, the real grits of it, and, and the real grind of it, you know? You see, in the morning, what they do is they start at 5 a.m. The store doesn't open until 10. We try to get the doors open at 9.30, but it's 10. And uh, what they do is from 5 until 10, they will stock the floor. 9.30, they should be picking up the floor, sweeping the floor, and getting it ready for those doors to roll open so members can come. And then 10 a.m., the part-time employees leave. The other employees go on lunch, come back, and they will be on register for the next two hours. Us, we start at... 2 to 10.30, 5 to 10.30 in my case sometimes. And uh, what we do as soon as we get in is we are thrown into an area that has not been touched all day. And we are expected to get it into picture-perfect mode all day. What does that mean? That means you face every single item in the departments that you're supposed to be um, assigned to. You are to report anything that is low because then we are to drop it or if it's in receiving, you have to stock that out. You clean up spills that you see in your areas. You got to put up signs. You don't see anything that's in there that's not supposed to be in your area. You are expected to grab, put back in the other area. And in the midst of all this, they give you a walkie-talkie. And at any given moment, no matter what you got going on, they could call you, they could ask for you. And get you to do other work. So, for example, there are so many times where I clock in and I get a walkie-talkie. I go and I grab a flat card out of our entrance to take with me to put cardboard on top of. That's how we, that's how we get the cardboard out when product is selling. So, I go and I get my flatbed and I go into my area and I begin to block down. I might get through an aisle, maybe half an aisle. And then, boom, by the time you know what, either someone's paging me to tell me, hey, Antonio, can you go over here and bring this to the register? Or they're saying, hey, Antonio, can you please come and open up on the front? We need you. Or can you do this or can you do that? Or it's a member. That's typically how it works, and it's like that all day consistently. You're in the middle of a lot of shit, and then they keep bothering you, and you got to go back to your shit, and you're just expected to deliver it's a fun job at times, it's a lot of work, it's a lot of responsibility, and at the end of the day, working nights, you often are going to get the shit end of the stick, 
and it's just one of those things where you learn to uh, to make your money there and, and learn to have your fun there with the understanding that it is not going to be all unicorns and rainbows. You're, you're going to see a lot more darker days and you're going to see bright days, but it's up to you to, to take those days and take them as they come. So typically that's a day there, guys, and that's how usually nights work out. And we, we do this throughout the day, then the store closes. And we go back, stock out the stores, and we are the last employees to walk out the door. And we're leaving only two managers in there who walk out about 15 minutes shortly after we do. So, typically that's the way it works there. Uh, six years. Why hasn't anything happened, guys? I really hate that fucking place so much. I think I might have shot myself in the own foot a couple times. I will say that, but for the most part, guys, I speak up. I'm that guy when a manager sits there and tries to talk to me a certain way. I will cut them off mid-sentence and remind them that they should never be speaking to me this way. I'm not your child. I'm not your responsibility. At the end of the day, if we were to clock out and we were outside, you would be just another man to me. Another man that I would hurt if you were to talk to me like that outside. Sometimes people need reminding. 